so excited for our guest today. We have Laura Dijon on. She is the founder of headstrongteens.org, which is a nonprofit organization locally based out of Somerset County, New Jersey. Laura has an amazing background. She's a martial artist. She did Thai boxing, jujitsu, and she now is on a mission to help uh, create awareness around teens in our local community for self-defense, for um, stress relief, for anxiety. And she does that through teaching uh, health and fitness through martial arts and through different self-defense type classes. Her story is inspirational. She goes into her own personal journey of how she got into the martial arts training um, and how she's trying to have a positive impact on our teens in this area. So I can't wait for you to listen to Laura's podcast and we hope that you uh, keep an eye on her because she's going to be making big moves in the area uh, going forward. This is the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast, aimed at helping you live an active and healthy life in and around Somerset and Union County, New Jersey. This podcast is brought to you by Strive to Move, located in Warren and Berkeley Heights. Strive to Move helps active adults in New Jersey get back to doing what they love pain-free. Laura, how are you today? Very good, thank you. All right, so thank you for coming, first of all. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into, so you are the CEO of headstrongteens.org. Yes. Your background is very interesting. We'll talk about headstrongteens.org, but why don't you give us a little bit more about yourself and basically how you got from where you started to headstrongteens.org. Okay. Um, so I'm originally from Germany. That's why I sometimes sound a little funny. <laughs> um, I have been in the United States for about 21 years. I have spent a lot of that time studying martial arts. I competed in Thai boxing and jiu-jitsu. Um, that was my main um, sport for a long time. And I have under I've come to understand how important and how effective martial arts ring sports are for people who have um, gone through trauma, who have gone through, you know, who are, who are battling stress um, and how it really helps in terms of healing and reconnecting with yourself. Um, and that's why I started a organization, which is now tax exempt. Um, it's called headstrongteens.org, which focuses primarily on adolescents. And um, really, I want to I want to get into that you know age group because it's very crucial in terms of um, you know mental health, physical health, and the path that they choose at that point in their lives. What? It's a unique approach. I mean, we could go into the common medical model of kids stressed, anxiety, yeah. ADHD, and they're going to get medicated. And I think the people listening to this podcast intuitively understand that that could sometimes be a solution, but not the whole solution. How did right. you get from competing in Thai boxing and jujitsu to saying, hey, I see a problem, uh, but I, and I can take what I've done in the ring um, or in the circle and bring that to teens where, how did you get there? Right. So it's not really the, just the competition. That's, you know, something that you work towards, obviously. Um, when people hear MMA or ring sports, they always think it's, oh yeah, the, the goal behind it is to bash your opponent's head in. It has really nothing to do with it. It's the, the, the discipline, the, the conditioning, the teamwork and the trust that you build with your training partners in the gyms, in these martial arts schools, that really help with, um, yeah, like reconnecting with your, again, with yourself, um, 
with building trust, just like I mentioned, and um, really finding yourself. Mm -hmm. um, my background too, I have to say, I was a bully when I was a kid. Um, when I was a teenager, I, I went to extremes because I had a lot of stress at home. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of violence there. That's why I don't like the whole, you know, black and white view on bullying, um, especially when it comes to teenagers. So I came from really from a very, very dark place. And martial arts has really given me a, a, a tool um, to find equilibrium and like a balance and rewire myself. It took a long time, but at this point I can say like I'm really at peace. Chemically, very balanced, mm -hmm. um, mentally very clear. And I really have to thank the martial arts and the, and the training um, for that. Talk to me a little bit more about the idea of bullying has almost become a, a buzzword. And you just mentioned Absolutely. how you, you know, it's not so black and white. Uh, get into that more because I'm very curious as yep. to your experience of seeing teens now or anything, any insight yep. you might have into that. Yeah, I just believe that um, there's a lot of, you know, just, just like you see right now with a lot of the shootings that are happening. Um, there's a very... Um, big kind of nobody wants to touch it nobody wants to you know, they just want to brand these kids and say like oh yeah you're the bad one and you are you know bullying the good ones and you know that's what you're going to be forever so instead of saying like why why did that happen to you and that's what happened to me you know i was in high school i threatened literally to kill one of my you know basically uh, classmates in school not understanding what I actually said, what I expressed and everything, but just wanting to um, put all the anger and all the, you know, the energy that I had bottled up in me towards somebody else. Now, perfect example, what they did, this person, they actually talked to their parents and the mother actually turned to me and said, why are you doing this? Instead of, you know, the police was involved and everything that could have expelled me from school, but they actually took me into their home and saved my life that way. So I saw the entire turnaround just at that point. Um, so the approach, I think, is a little bit too, you know, just too easy. And, and it's just like you said, it's a buzzword. I understand that abuse needs to be reported, um, but there needs to be something after that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's yeah. really good. The word I just wrote down in all the situations, which sounds like happened to you, uh, mm -hmm. empathy. Yeah. Right. There was empathy not only to the victim. Right but to the perpetrator, so to speak, to understand, yep. you know, hey, like you asked, why? Like, what's yep. going on? Yep. And, you know, we see it a lot, people that almost overcompensate, right? They might be mean, mm -hmm. but it's like, what are they going through on the inside that if maybe someone talked to them? 100%. You see that yep. often too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that could be a key to really get some of the kids to turn around. And unfortunately, I see in the high schools, and that's why I would like to really focus on that age group, that high schools are they do not have enough staff um, a lot of the guidance counselors are again they're very resigned into their position they're more busy doing administrative work instead of connecting to the kids in the field i call it mm -hmm. um, and yeah i would like to be able to bring some kind of change to that bring an outside organization in there with people that can connect you know, with teens really like eye to eye. Right. And then maybe, you know, even even say like, hey, you know what, I, I've noticed while training and while working with these, you know, teens and this group here, I noticed there's a, there's a kid right there, you know, who is showing some signs. 
Um, and then they can approach the guidance counselors, you know, and say like, hey, you know what, not to, you know, flag them and red flag them completely, but just to be like, hey, maybe they need some extra help or extra counseling or, you know, some outside help. And then, you know, we can connect them to resources on the outside. I think for someone that doesn't understand uh, Muay Thai or combat based mm -hmm. sports, their first thought would be, okay, you're going to stop violence with violence. Mm -hmm. Talk to me more about, there's obviously way more nuance to it. Right. Um, if you were to work with teenagers or, or any population that, what is it in these different disciplines that you would see as a benefit? Whereas again, like you said before, mm -hmm. we're not just simply bashing people's head in. Right. What is it the positive that would come out of this that would eventually stop the problem? Right. Just like you mentioned, discipline. That's number one that is required to train in these forms, in whatever martial art, if you really want to excel. Somebody whose intention is to hurt somebody will never, ever progress in these disciplines. Um, so whatever it is that you, you take on, stand-up fighting, um, for example, or, or ground fighting, the thing is, is that the programs that will be offered do not end up in sparring. You know, it's not allowed anyways in schools. Mm -hmm. What it does, it really helps these kids once they put their gloves on for example i did you know a few demonstrations and we did a a presentation at the wellness fair for example in our high school mm -hmm. um, once these kids put the gloves on and they understand the power that they have mm -hmm. in their bodies the mechanics that they can do and something that goes outwards where, where they can ex you know like kind of experience their own strength and externalize energy you know bring it out onto someone that they trust you know, and someone that, that encourages that and mm -hmm. say, like, it's OK, you don't you don't need to be calm. You don't need to bottle it up inside. Mm -hmm. um, and that really like, like I love working with these kids. And then you see it, you know, light up in their eyes and they understand like, oh, wow, this is something that I can actually, you know, let out basically out of my body. Um, but again, the, the, the training that it requires and the, and the discipline that it requires is not for everybody, um, but it really gives a niche and offers a niche and an option for kids that do not do yoga. They don't have that, you know, kind of, you know, clarity and, and peacefulness. You know, there's, there's, there's kids out there that need to get that energy out. Um, and they should be able to do that. Okay. And not to have to be forced basically then to take medications because they, you know, they feel like, Oh yeah, you know, I can't, my mind is racing or something. It really helps kids to calm down in a, in a, in a way that it's natural to me. So I like what you talked about yeah. and understanding we see so many people here for our patients that essentially we end up becoming movement coaches. We're teaching them how to use their body and move. And I think about a lot how we label intelligence in schools as like scores you get on the test and yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's so many different aspects of it. And I think we're starting to get more attuned to it. Yeah. But uh if you don't have some sort of physical practice. Now, mm -hmm. I, I was an athlete growing up. Hannah mm -hmm. was an athlete. I, we were fortunate that we were, we were gifted to play sports at that mm -hmm. level. Yep. But not every kid can or yep. is. But um, I think everybody should have some sort of movement practice, whether mm -hmm. it is. There's, there's a movement intelligence that we all need to know. Just like if your kid can't yep. read, mm -hmm. he needs to learn how to read. Just mm -hmm. like if he can't move, he needs to learn how to move. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, and I even see it, a lot of my friends that are in strength and conditioning that own gyms, the, the thought now is like, 
if the kid can't sit up straight in class, is it that he has ADHD or is that he's not strong enough to be able to mm-hmm. sit up? So he's wasting so much, taking up so much energy just to pay attention mm-hmm. that more education actually won't help. It would mm-hmm. be involved yep. in some sort of physical practice. Yeah, and it's overwhelming. Yeah, And it yeah. sounds like that's yeah. the avenue in, in a sense where mm-hmm. you're, because, yeah, if you go to any high school around here and you're not on the football team or the basketball team or the track team, mm-hmm. physically, there's nothing, there's not much for you mm-hmm. in a physical practice standpoint. Mm-hmm. And then you get discouraged because you're not so good. Right. But it sounds to me like, and, and I'm glad that a lot of the MMA and, and these other aspects have come around because it gives people that might mm-hmm. not necessarily be on the varsity a right. way to have Absolutely. a physical practice. And I would like to be an ambassador for gyms and, and places, you know, dojos that are in the areas that I, I feel like, you know, can offer something to these kids. Sure. Um, I do not, you know, implement long-term programs. We just want to be in there and kind of give them a taste unless the schools would like to implement something long-term. And another aspect to Headstrong Teens is also, you know, something that you touch on is um, conditioning. It's just the second part, basically, where I work with um, a kettlebell instructor and mm-hmm. she also includes MACE and that helps kids that are already on teams Mm-hmm. Um, with mobility, strengthening, conditioning, stability, um, core strength, um, right. and really showing them how to use it properly. Because when I see how my daughter, for example, she's 16, you know, and it's kind of cute to see what they do with the kettlebells. And I'm like, no, girl, that's not how you, not how how you use the kettlebells. You know, that's not what it's for, you know. Um, and, and just like I read in your book, you got to challenge yourself with weight. Yes. In order to make progress. Right. Yeah. You know, and the girls, a lot of times they're very, you know, body obsessed, mm-hmm. especially right now. Mm-hmm. And I think working with kettlebells, working with something that's a little bit more non-traditional martial arts, it's really takes them out of that visual field mm-hmm. and just, you know, reconnects them with what they feel. Yep. And that to me is the, the key, yeah. you know, to really be like, hey, you know what? I can close my eyes. Don't worry about what I look like. But man, I feel freaking awesome. Yeah. You I, know? I, th- I think that yeah. to that point of, you know, being around different CrossFit gyms and yep. athletes and yep. one of the biggest things that I've seen is that what these things have allowed, I think, females to do to realize it's okay and it's like not crazy yep. and yep. and you almost see the light turn on. Where guys, you grow up, like if, at most time you could lift weights or you play a mm-hmm. sport, you should lift weights. Where girls, it's like still, yep. it's getting there, but not there. Absolutely, and you see yeah. like the light turn on for a lot of girls when it's yep. like, wow, I can actually do this and I'm stronger than I thought. And yep. I could deadlift 150 pounds. Like, oh my God, I never thought I'd be able to do that because they never thought that's what they do. Yep. And so there is a, yep. a big piece of that, I think. 100%. And that's, again, as an, there's a there's an equalizer in the martial arts world again too you know it's like there's a camaraderie between women and men that is like you know we're all warriors nobody cares you know and women need to understand how good they are in the martial arts mm-hmm. ground fighting um i incorporate into for example into the self-defense training that i offer um women need to understand that how their flexibility gives them a chance to get away from situations you know it's not just like oh yeah well this is dangerous i'm gonna kick him in the balls hit him in the face and then run away no you need to be you need to understand that a lot of times the assaults start when you're already you know with somebody when you're intimate how do you get out you know like what if somebody's on top of you for example if they'd switch or if you're like okay you know what i don't want to go any further and i changed my mind you have that right mm-hmm. but jujitsu for example teaches you mm-hmm. how to be on your back and be able to escape 
and women are unbelievable like it, it frustrates a lot of guys to for example roll we call it on the mats with women because they're so agile and flexible and fast and yeah they, they have the ability to choke a, a guy out you mm -hmm. know if they want to but again they have to understand that and just showing them a couple of times like the you know the girls are like wow <laughs> i never knew that you mm -hmm. know so but these are again these are things that need to be practiced you know they need to be brought for example into the schools and i don't want to um with these programs overwhelm the kids they're already stressing themselves to death unfortunately um there's a lot of pressure just like you were saying about the sports teams yeah my daughter for example too um she's really trying hard to get into you know field hockey and all these all these uh you know team sports at her school um and a lot of these kids are stressing themselves oh, because uh, you know they want to get scholarships mm -hmm. you know that pressure is always on yes okay but where's the alternative to that right again they don't know about the dojo that's down the road you know what about you know becoming a trainer in that you know in that field for example as a woman that's fantastic there's yeah. money there you know it doesn't have to be just that one-sided kind of view like oh yeah it has to be one of the sports you know that offered you know is offered in school in order to make it right you know and show them for example career paths you know like yours for example right. that's important too yeah you know and not just say like oh you have to put yourself under so much pressure that you're going to buckle at some point yeah and that's where the injury prevention comes from i'm in, i'm full-time student my um i'm going for a degree in psychology for at you know addictions counseling and again there's there's this cycle you get injured painkillers unfortunately the kids then you know they they somehow get dragged down a lot of times right. you know and end up on heroin right that's just everybody knows it but how are we going to change this sure you know yeah and your mission for example that fits right into you know into into this work absolutely you know Talk to me about, mm -hmm. I don't know much about the citizen's arrest, teaching citizens. What is that? Cause I'm, oh, um, I was a member of the uh, Guardian Angels. What is that? <laughs> that is an old school um, safety patrol volunteer organization that was started in New York in the 1970s by Curtis Lewa. Uh -huh. um, and I joined when I was 18 in Berlin, in Germany, because mm -hmm. there was a huge problem with um, attacks of neo-Nazis against immigrants and everything. And we were a huge hodgepodge group of probably like 13, 14 nationalities. Uh, we all put on a red uniform, patrolled our subways, which, you know, were unbelievably unsafe at that point. Um, Europe, you can imagine too, there's a lot of soccer riots. Yeah. A lot of the soccer fans, you know, they have like these fascist neo-Nazi blocks, you know, that come out of the stadiums and just completely wipe anything out in there you know paths basically yeah so for us it was you know it was a fantastic mission um and they had groups in europe and in england and you know i traveled around then and and set up a group in italy um sweden and then in the united states of course they had chapters then japan as well which is absolutely uh fantastic because it's all based on bushido on the you know a warrior code yeah. this work um, so we were, you know, it's basically an unarmed group of citizens that wants to, you know, have a safer neighborhood. And we were trained in first aid, um, citizens arrest, you know, legal, obviously legal laws, you know, um, I'm sorry, local laws in the areas. Um, and yeah, we would go out and basically hold people if they would, you know, conduct themselves criminally for the police. And so you guys were an yeah. ally of the police. Yes. 
this, yeah. and so you were helping them out in, in their job. Yep. Yep. Got it. And you yeah. and that was it. you did it in New York City as well, or mostly in Berlin? Well, in Berlin, I was basically that was my headquarter. But from there, I traveled all over the place. You know, for four years, I was a full time volunteer. Uh-huh. Then I came to the United States, um, and I helped out with you know, kind of revamping the the group here in New York. And then 9-11 happened and we were stationed down there for a week at Ground Zero and, and that was it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had to get out. I was like, I'm done. I got you. Um, because I think once you're in there, you're like, you don't want to be any- around anymore. Right. Cityscapes. <laughs> right. I understand that. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's go yep. more specifically into headstrongteens.org. Yes. Yep. Tell us specifically who it's for. Um, and, and what the plan is with that. Yep, so it's uh, very new. It's uh, basically a startup nonprofit. We just got um, our 501c3 status, which was great and a little surprise. Congrats. <laughs> um, and yeah, we have a website. It's, it's very, very simple and um, um, very straightforward just right now. We're gonna add more information, pictures, everything, stories, and the projects that we're approaching right now. Um, yeah. So we would like to start in Bernardsville and in Somerset County. We're uh-huh. going to approach several high schools. And um, What's the goal of the program if you approach the high school? What, what's the benefit to the, to the students? Right. So we want to approach it, approach the schools and offer them the program as an enrichment program. So that means we could, for example, include or substitute the um for example a sports training that the coaches do let's mm-hmm. say for lacrosse for wrestling you know we come in there once a month twice a month um and teach for example the proper way to use a kettlebell mm-hmm. the proper way to you know do strength training in their gyms yeah you know how to work on stabilizing how to prevent injuries yeah you know um so that's that's our main goal. That's that's number one. And the second one is if they have, uh, you know, the interest, we would love to come in and, and do a little bit more life skill training that goes from self defense and personal safety to changing a tire. <laughs> Tell me about the. You know? I'm interested about the self defense aspect. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know you you mentioned yeah. before we started about how a lot yeah. you've done it with adults and they do it one time and they're. Yeah. What would what would it look like to do it properly if we had a group of if you worked with the, with us mm-hmm. in the office five of right. us? Yeah. What's that process to get us to a point where you would say yeah you guys are ready that God forbid something happened? Like, right. Well, I always offer it into about you know split up into about four classes, four seminars, um, which are very hands on. So you know we bring wrestling mats in. You really have to be on the ground and you have to exercise and practice the moves over and over and over again. Um, and then at the end, in the fourth fourth class, for example, you know, somebody comes in with a suit and you would have to basically spar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the beginning. I'm not saying that that is, you know, oh, now you're like ready to go. Yeah. Um, but what needs to be understood that it's chaos. Tell me about that. What do you mean by that? Chaos training. It's when a situation happens, um, you need to be prepared to deal with something completely unpredictable yeah you know it's not like in the movie it's not like in the courses where like oh yeah they're gonna swing they're gonna telegraph it and they're just gonna hit you on the side yes it's complete bs everybody knows that who's been in a confrontation who's been assaulted and everything you don't know what's happening so you have to be ready for for whatever you Mm -hmm. know and the person there is not gonna just like let their arms go limp you know once you hit them once they're gonna fight back they're gonna be pissed off and they're gonna try to get after you so you better be ready to keep going. And you have to be fit. 
You know, when I, for example, do training with my, you know, the people that I'm training right now, they're gassed after two minutes or even after one minute, they're like, <gasps> and I'm like, yeah, you got to keep going. You have to keep going and fight your way out. So that particularly, you know, needs to be addressed and needs to be trained, yeah. you know, and you have to instinctively understand how you work, how your body reacts. Everybody's different. Like you would, for example, use something, maybe you like the elbow better. Maybe you like, you know, a hammer fist better. I don't know, whatever it is that you can do. Um, instinctively is what you're going to get to in that moment, right. you know, what you're going to do. It's, I mean, you it know? seems like yeah. if I were a parent who had a kid going off, you're worried about mm -hmm. college or living on their own yeah. or moving to New York City, type of stuff, that would be something that would at least give you a little peace of mind. Yes, if, absolutely. If they were somewhat yeah. trained. I mean, I, have, I was an athlete, but I have no background. You yeah. know, if I got attacked, forget it. Like, I yeah. don't know what I would, you know what I mean? And Yep, and not freak out. That's the main thing. A lot of times, you know, what, what happens when you get, slash with a knife you know if it's not vital obviously but are you going to freak out are you going to go into body shock a lot of people die from that right. you know the thing is, is you need to work with your with your fear you got to work with your um adrenaline that's going on and your heart racing and yeah. you know your body shaking and everything and just kind of push through that you know and see what comes you know at that moment so how much of this do you, you said your daughter's 16 how much of it do you do with her um, I try to train with her, but of course, you know, she doesn't train with her mom. Of course. <laughs> Ever. Um, my son is a little bit better. He's 11. You know, he's he's cool. You know, he goes with me and he works out and everything. Um, but yeah, my daughter, I mean, once I train with her, she 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 can do something and she hit me and I, my mouth was bleeding. So I'm like, I'm not too worried. <laughs> yeah, you know? But when I have out. seminars, a lot of times, you know, I, I have a, a studio in Gladstone where I, you know, teach small group seminars and classes. Yeah at this moment so whenever i have her with me and then she does everything and i'm definitely not worried you're ready and yeah. what about her friends mm -hmm. if you, you know would you be they grow they live in a nice town mm -hmm. um not a lot of we the the perception would be not very tough they don't really mm -hmm. need to be if they would you you look at them and be like i wish i could sit down with them and mm -hmm. do you see that with them that they're they're going to college like i wish i yeah, had a little bit of time absolutely. with them they're, you know and they're always the ones that kind of stir towards me like for example in the high school when we did the presentation we did it in the cafeteria so we had like a whole line of kids and i was trying to work with each one of them i had a couple of assistants but they were like yeah it's my turn you know yeah. <laughs> so it was fantastic they love it they absolutely love it yeah. you know and um i try to get them in as much as i can um but we have to come to them because they're so overscheduled. Mm -hmm. you know with everything they do i mean I, I don't even see my daughter like she just started preseason training and i'm like okay at least we have the afternoon together you know um but once school starts i mean they're going to be gone until like the evening time right so you know and it's it's tough i don't want to have to you know add something to it i would love to come into the school and say like hey you know what instead of doing this today you guys get a little mental break and you know we're going to do something else that's fun but very effective right you know and that's how, again, I want to approach the schools mm -hmm. and see, you know, if it, if it, you know, gets some traction. And I'm pretty sure because they're looking for innovative ways to mentally strengthen these kids, you know, um, to provide them with skills that are, that are effective and, and, you know, that help them in life at some point. And again, self-defense is not something that I just feel like is physically you know, to their advantage, it's mentally to their advantage. If they want to say like, hey, you know what, I want to, I want to go for this. I want to do this, you know, for my career or somebody's, for example, you know, blocking them somehow in, in, in school or, you know, there's something going on, an obstacle in their life to push through that and to have a mental resiliency. You know, you have to practice that and martial arts helps 
you know, tremendously with that. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of my friends that own businesses, mm-hmm. a lot of times they look for athletes mm-hmm. because of that mentality. College yep. athlete, we hired her. Yep. Uh, team captain, you know, those type of qualities. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, leadership, one, yeah. It's one thing to come into an interview and talk about it, but if you see someone yep. has that, they've done it already. Absolutely. Um, it becomes that more. Actually, it was funny. My my wife, I had her put on her resume when she was looking for a job. She was team captain of her college tennis team, mm-hmm. and somebody looked at her resume and they're like, "Oh, that's too long ago. Take it off." I'm like, "I don't know if it was. If you were interviewing with me, I would look at that as mm-hmm. a positive, yeah, because you proved that you can already lead, yep. and that you're committed to being, you know, part of an organization, 100%, 100%, or that you yeah. are committed to working on something that you probably weren't good at for a while, yep. and, and going through adversity where, you know, in some situations it doesn't always yeah. happen. So 100%. I think there's a there, there's a way and Muay Thai and martial arts to also mm-hmm. train with that. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I'm, I did karate as a little kid and then stopped. But I mm-hmm. think now, 25 years later, it mm-hmm. seems like it's making a resurgence based on the popularity of it. It's become kind of cool again. And yep. it, it is a, a huge skill yep. that I think a lot of people would benefit from, from understanding. Yep. 100%. Laura, anything else from the Headstrong teams that you want our audience to know? A local organization based in Somerset County. I know you're going to approach Bernardsville High School or Bernards High School. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you'd like anyone to do or check out or give anyone more information on for our audience? Well, there's the website. Um, has my telephone number and email on there. Okay. Um, if you want to reach out, um, we're going to start doing some fundraising events, obviously, you know, to either match some grants and, you know, just to build a foundation in terms of finances, um, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to hire professionals. Um, I'm reaching out into the community, trying to see, like, if there's people that would like to come on board. Um, I'm looking for um, people with MMA background. Um, if you are available part-time, if you're interested in CrossFit background, you know, your background, mm-hmm. for example, is perfect, too. Yeah. Um, people who really have that right mindset and understanding. Um, I, I'm definitely going to approach different neighborhoods. I'm pretty networked you know, sure. throughout Somerset County. So that's going to be my first uh, stop, maybe Bridgewater too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's different demographics. Um, I used to live in Jersey City. I have a lot of connections there. So going to those high schools, I'm absolutely aware that there's going to be completely different needs. A yes. lot of these kids don't even have uh, money for food. Yes. Uh, they don't have clothes. They don't have any equipment. Um, a lot of the, the urban areas, the bigger cities are very corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the money does not end where it's supposed to be. So hopefully I can get traction and, and financial support to implement programs there as well. Um, I know it's a long haul. I've worked with a lot of nonprofits, um, started in, in a nonprofit MMA gym actually in Texas, helped a lot of other ones. Um, but I said to myself, you know what, now it's, it's our turn. So I'm very happy, very proud, very excited. And you guys are fantastic to have me in here and talk about it. <laughs> well, we appreciate awesome. you coming on. And yes. we, we love what your mission is in any way that we can help you going Great. forward. We would yep. be happy to do that. Um, but guys out there, again, local person, Somerset County, mm-hmm. headstrongteens.org. Go ahead and check out the site. And we'll be posting and anything that you need us to, to post for you. We'll be happy to do so. Okay. Excellent. Thank Th- you. Thank you so much for coming on. Great. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast brought to you by Strive to Move. If your pain or injury is preventing you from living the healthy and active lifestyle you love and deserve and want to get back to doing what you love pain-free, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the best next steps to help resolve it. 
find our ebooks online at strivetomove.com slash our services. There you'll find an ebook for topics on such things as back pain, knee pain, sports injuries, and CrossFit injuries. These ebooks will provide you with free expert advice, tips, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit strivetomove.com slash our services to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consults with a doctor on staff to New Jersey residents. Just call us at 908-547-0729 or visit us at strivetomove.com and click the talk to the doctor first button on the homepage to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast.